Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah. So today, inshallah, we're continuing with the amthal, amthal al-Qur'an, the parables of the Qur'an. And today, we're doing a big one, inshallah ta'ala. Allah ta'ala says, بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم مثل الذين اتخذوا من دون الله أولياء كمثل العنكبوت اتخذت بيتا وإن أوهن البيوت لبيت العنكبوت لو كانوا يعلمون Allah ta'ala says, the example of those who take allies other than Allah is like that of the spider who takes a home. And indeed, the weakest of homes is the home of the spider if only they knew. What is going on in this ayah? Inshallah ta'ala, today we're going to talk about three different points that I think all of which are really beautiful, powerful, uh, and important. So the first one, the most straightforward, is the idea that there are people who take up false deities, they have a false religion, they are worshipping in the wrong way, uh, you know, some, some false god, and they have a false sense of security, a false protection, right? And so, essentially, those who trust in other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are like the spider who is trusting in its web. Why is that the case? Well, because from that tiny spider's perspective, there's nothing tougher than its incredibly durable spider silk. Seems pretty straightforward. And the spider is somewhat justified in feeling that way. Why? Because it is indeed five times stronger than steel. SubhanAllah, it is a substance that is incredibly strong, durable, flexible, etc. It's very impressive that, uh, that uh, on such a, a microscopic scale, uh, the spider feels justified and is somewhat justified in trusting in this web. And, but we know, of course, however, when a large animal or people walk by, they can walk through it with ease and they can just destroy the whole thing without even noticing it, destroying the entire web. So what is the example here referring to? Well, in a similar fashion, humans may develop a deep faith uh, a deep belief in some sort of a false deity. And they may even develop a strong community around that false faith. SubhanAllah, their false faith may be the uniting glue that brings and binds their entire community together. All this is very impressive from an anthropological or a sociological or a secular point of view, you know, as this sort of on the human scale. It's very, very impressive. However, when the angels show up, when, and when the disbelievers are taken before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on Judgment Day, all of their faith, all of these bonds of brotherhood and sisterhood will be ripped away in an instant without any resistance whatsoever. And the reason why I feel very confident that this interpretation uh, uh, is correct is because subhanAllah, it seems that Ibrahim salam mentions this in Surah An-Kabut itself. So it's the same surah Allah Ta'ala mentions on the lips of Ibrahim salam saying what? وَقَالَ إِنَّمَا اتَّخَذْتُمْ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ أَوْثَانًا Ibrahim salam says to his people, you have, taken, uh, you have only taken other than Allah these idols as what? مَوَدَّةَ بَيْنِكُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا As a bond of affection amongst you in this worldly life. In other words, you're using this false religion as something to bring you together. And yeah, it, on the human scale it may seem impressive. Just like on the spider scale that web might seem very impressive because it's so durable and strong. However, what about in terms of the grander scale, in the akhirah, how will it look? Then Allah says, Allah says, then on the day of judgment, on the day of resurrection, you will deny one another and curse one another, and your refuge will be the fire and you will not have any helpers. So subhanAllah, we're seeing the two different perspectives from the Spider's perspective is like, I got a really safe, strong web. But subhanAllah, look at it on the grander scale. In the same way, you might say, wow, this false religion is really bringing us together and unifying us. Yeah, that's on the human scale. You have to think broader and realize that there are angels and there's a judgment day. And subhanAllah, on that scale, it's all going to come apart. SubhanAllah, in the very same surah this is mentioned, so it seems very much um, uh, fitting. It's not just the material itself. 
let's also think about the location of the spider's web. Just as the spider's home is fully exposed and in the open entirely, the person who takes allies in other than Allah is fully exposed to any and all attacks from all angles. Why is that the case? That's the case because belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes you grounded in your epistemology. And whereas disbelief, uh, though those who disbelieve, they can't have any grounding in their beliefs uh, because they're on shaky foundations entirely. So this is similar to what? A house should have walls to protect you from the cold, uh, walls to protect you from, let's say, enemy intruders. It should have a roof to protect you from, you know, the sun rays that may overheat or perhaps rain. And of course, there should be locks to prevent people from coming in and so on and so forth. The purpose behind choosing one faith over another faith is because you choose, the one that you choose should answer the most questions, should provide the most clarity. Essentially, it should offer the most protection. Protection from what? Let's say confusion. Protection from embarrassment when scrutinized. And ultimately, it should provide clarity and salvation, as in protection in the afterlife. That's the idea. But of course, if you take allies other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are like that spider web. I'm sure we've all seen spider webs that are you know, blowing in the wind or subhanAllah obviously fully exposed to the rays of the sun or people can just walk by, they walk into it accidentally as opposed to other homes of different animals that are tucked away, hidden away, etc. which we're going to get into more detail about in a moment. So this is one perspective on it. This is the first perspective that I wanted to share. However, there's a secondary perspective that I think is also very powerful as well. If you take a look at this, this, this ayah, this is Surah An-Kabut, ayah number 41, right? So that's what we're analyzing. But wait a second, let's take a look at the ayah before it. Allah Ta'ala is talking about those different groups of people that are being punished. This is ayah number 40. And Allah Ta'ala says in that ayah, the very last sentence is what? And Allah would not have wronged them, but it was they who wronged themselves. Okay? So what I'm trying to highlight here is the fact that coming up to this parable about the, uh, the spider, you have this ayah prior to it, which is introducing it, you could say, and it is establishing the theme of what? Of self-sabotage establishing this, the theme of self-sabotage. Why is that important? Because subhanAllah, uh, you'll see in a moment that what this could also be talking about is what? It could be talking about haram relationships. What do I mean? Well, when Allah Ta'ala describes taking your allies in other than Allah Ta'ala, it could be referencing having a very close bond because the word awliya is the plural of a wali. A wali is a very close bond, right? And this is min dun, this dunillah. It's not, just, it's not just referring to uh, uh, idols that are other than Allah Ta'ala, but could also refer to what? Taking a close bond in a way that is haram. Taking a close bond with somebody in a way that is displeasing to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, not just idolatry. This is a secondary perspective. So a very obvious example of this is what? Boyfriends and girlfriends. Very simply put, boyfriends and girlfriends. You're taking somebody as a close ally in a way that is completely displeasing to Allah Ta'ala. And when somebody decides to oppose Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala like this and behave like a spider and set up traps to catch their prey, who do they catch? What type of people, if let's say somebody, I don't know, as the youth nowadays, they like to call it the thirst traps or whatever the case is, right? You're posting yourself and you're trying to get attention in, let's say, a provocative way, whatever the case may be. What type of people do they catch? Well, the spider catches bugs, weak bugs. And those weak bugs will be caught up in the spider's web, something that is both remarkably flimsy for people, for normal people, yet incredibly strong and impossible to escape for the weak bug. So what is the analogy here. What are we talking about? SubhanAllah. I'm sure we've all seen somebody who's in an extremely unhealthy relationship. Everybody's telling this person this, this relationship was built on haram foundations. You shouldn't be in this relationship, whether it be the boyfriend or girlfriend. You're always depressed when you're around this person. This relationship is toxic. Whatever terms they're saying, they keep on saying, just walk away. And yet, they can't. They are smitten or infatuated, enamored, 
enraptured, whatever the case, whatever term you want to use, they are completely caught in the spider web. Hence the expression, love is blind. I'm sure we've all heard this expression before. We've probably even all seen people in this, these terrible relationships and love is blind. They just can't see how bad it is. These haram relationships were built on weak foundations. They were built on the foundation of what? Of attraction or maybe materialism. Oh, such and such person has this and that. I'm attracted to that. Or maybe just encouraging evil, you know, uh, the, uh, the, the joy of doing something haram together. And this is also fitting of Surah An-Kabut, ayah number 12, same surah, ayah number 12, in which Allah Ta'ala says that those who disbelieve say to the believers, what? اِتَّبِعُوا سَبِيلَنَا وَلْنَحْمِلْ خَطَايَاكُمْ Follow our way and we're going to carry your sins. So you have this close bond relationship of people that are close to you saying, no, no, come join us. Come do this haram thing. The, guy's pers- the person's like, I don't know if I, I want to do this. It seems wrong. Don't worry about it. If it's wrong, I'm responsible. It's okay. And so Allah Ta'ala says in response, وَمَاهُمْ بِحَامِلِينَ مِنْ خَطَايَاهُمْ مِنْ شَيْءٍ But they will not be able to carry anything of their sins. إِنَّهُمْ لَكَاذِبُونَ Indeed, they are liars. So, subhanAllah, you're seeing within the surah itself an explanation that is very, very fitting, or you can see the theme is very much present. So now let's think about this uh, a little bit more in depth. What happens when you have a boyfriend and a girlfriend and they are together for a long period of time and they're built on this completely haram foundation? What happens? Well, sometimes they repent. They turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They say, Ya Allah, forgive me. And alhamdulillah, we're in the blessed month of Ramadan. Now is the best time to repent, turn back to Allah and get rid of these bad relationships. But sometimes, unfortunately, the opposite. You find that they double down by what? Getting married, which seems like a step in the right direction, but unfortunately, the whole thing was built on a bad premise. And these two are, you know, only encouraging each other in sin. And so, what, what happens now? You see that this person got caught in the spider web, and now it seems that they are building a home here. So, this seems to be very, very uh, fitting, because we're not just talking about the Ankabut, we're talking about Baytul Ankabut, we're talking about the house of this spider. And so, let's take a look at the house of the spider, the home, the family dynamic of a spider. First and foremost, spiders don't cooperate as a team. They are completely unlike, let's say, a pack of wolves or a pack of lions that all work together. Rather, we find quite the opposite. The females of many spider species devour their mates after procreation. This is also known as sexual cannibalism. Sometimes they do this for sustenance or sometimes they do it to keep their reproductive options open. This is how the black widow got its name as the black widow because they uh, kill the mate. Or they actually, at least they try to. Some of them escape, some of them don't. And uh, metrifagy, metrifagy, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, is a term which refers to what? The consumption of the mother by her offspring. So look at how bad this relationship is. You have the woman, or I shouldn't say the woman, I should say the female spider, uh, consuming the male after procreating, after uh, insemination, right? Or at least trying to, sometimes they get away. And then what happens? The female gets impregnated, and then uh, you think that it's the, 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 the bad news stops there. No, it gets even worse. Now that the baby's start to hatch and become born, what happens next? They start to consume the mother and completely kill the mother. So the question I have for everybody is what? Have you ever seen a family or a home where there's no mention of God, there's no prayer, there's no faith, there's no unity? They're all just trying to consume each other. You find that the wife has no respect for her husband. She just takes, takes advantage of him, trying to take from him or his resources, his time, whatever, but she has no respect for him. She's trying to consume him, you could say. Meanwhile, the kids have learned that behavior from their mother. Obviously, they've been raised in that household, so they start to learn these patterns. So they also have no respect for the father or the mother. And you find that they're just trying to what? Take advantage of both of them, consume both of them. Everybody is at each other's throats. The most flimsy and weakest of homes is the house of the spider. This can be a reference to the web itself, 
the location of where spiders uh, make their homes. It can also be a reference to the family, the spider dynamic, the way these family members deal with each other, which is the most horrible of uh, uh, you know, examples. So what is the solution? SubhanAllah, how beautiful that in the Qur'an, Allah Ta'ala gives us two surahs that start with the name of certain creatures, certain animals, that actually demonstrate the proper family dynamic, a beautiful family dynamic, in fact. SubhanAllah, Surah An-Nahl, the surah called the bee, which is Surah 16, and of course Surah An-Naml, which is the ant, which is Surah 27. Look at this family dynamic. Look at how this is the way the believers should be. This is more the positive family dynamic. What do we see? We see that the beehive is up high. It's isolated. It is uh, in a well-contained, well-guarded, um, you could say, environment. That's the way it's designed. And same thing with the ant colony. It is hidden deep underground. It is protected. It has its defenses. And it is not something easily that you can just come across. You have to dig to get one, right? And so, subhanAllah, and they can come out and you know, give you little bites and so forth. SubhanAllah, it is a well-guarded, well-protected family. And the workers all cooperate. They're not out to get each other and kill each other. SubhanAllah, it's rather quite the opposite. You, I'm sure we've all seen ants transporting food and materials in well-organized lines. It's really quite beautiful to see the incredible amount of organization amongst them. Bees. Bees are so organized. They all work together. You can watch documentaries about this stuff. One thing that I found so beautiful and so just mesmerizing was the fact that there's such something called the bee dance. I don't know if you've ever seen this. You can search, search this up online. It's really, it's, it's available. It's easy to, to, to watch. SubhanAllah, bees will do a little dance, which what? Which is actually communicating where the other bees can find the pollen. So SubhanAllah, imagine this, these, they have such tiny little brains and yet they have the ability to what? To do a little dance that's saying, okay, go this far and then take a left and take a right and go here and go there. And SubhanAllah, giving each other directions so that they can uh, work together in the best of ways and you know, obviously benefit the, uh, the hive, the entirety of uh, the hive, uh, the whole group. And so SubhanAllah, you find that both ants and bees are brave and will die to protect their home and to protect their queen. Who makes what? Who makes the larva and raises the babies. So subhanAllah, this is representing what? This is representing, is a perfect representation of the traditional home. SubhanAllah, really quite remarkable. Final point inshallah ta'ala is what? There's something miraculous. There's something that is truly mesmerizing about the way Allah ta'ala worded this surah. The word ankabut is actually a masculine term in the Arabic language. And yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used the feminine verb ittakhadat she takes. And subhanAllah, to the point, it stands out so much to you know, uh, Arabic native speakers, it stands out so much that some disbelievers have claimed that this is a grammatical error in the Qur'an. And yet, subhanAllah, as time goes forward, we learn more about the spider. What do we learn? Nowadays, we know that the female spiders weave web homes for long-term use uh, to remain in one place for a long period of time, whereas the male spiders rarely make homes because they are so mobile. Why are they mobile? Because they're often looking for females to be with. So, with the women building the homes and the men just chasing after the girls, what type of family dynamic do you think that we'll have if we copy this lifestyle? So SubhanAllah, I hope we're paying attention and seeing the parallels of how this can be the worst of arrangements. So to all the young men out there, those of you that are in your teens and 20s who are caught up in the spider web, who are, uh, let's, uh, let's say, uh, you know, caught up in these haram relationships, I have some advice for you. I want to remind you Now's the time you're supposed to build yourself up into a man. Get your degree, make your money, build your house, because Allah Ta'ala made you financially responsible for the home. We know this from uh, Surah Nisa, ayah number 34, where Allah Ta'ala says that it's the man who has to 
uh, be the leader and the one who is taking care of the financial burden. And furthermore, we all know about the concept of mahr, the concept of the dowry. What, what is that? It's the man that has to show that he is now what? Going to be financially responsible for the family. And, and the mahr is, is one indication that here I, I, I'm proving that I have money and that I'm going to be responsible from here on in, inshallah ta'ala. It's one sort of, you could say, gesture to prove that point. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to create united homes, united upon the solid foundation foundations of Islam and, and the principles of Islam. May Allah Ta'ala protect us from creating weak or divided homes built upon misguidance in which everybody is trying to take advantage of each other and we are all trying to kill each other uh, because it is the house of a spider. May Allah protect us. Ameen Ya Rabbil Alameen. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.